It's the Garage Guys Race Recap Show, presented by Prize Picks. You you heard me talk about Prize Picks. Also, uh, if you didn't use my Prize Picks this past weekend, uh, you probably didn't make any money unless you uh, bet on the small child Christopher Bell. Uh, but we're going to recap uh, the weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the Am Better 301, the pretentious race uh, of all time that is better than you. I'm joined, as always, with my compadre, my confidant, right-hand man himself, Dale Tanhart, uh, in, currently in the Dale Center. Uh, hey, Dale. Hey, as always, in the Dale Center. Uh, by the way, if you happen to catch a show, on Tuesday or Wednesday, Dale Center will be on Wednesday evening this time around because we will be heading to Iowa on Thursday for the IndyCar doubleheader, the High V uh, Iowa doubleheader, I think is what it's called. So that's exciting. Going to be working with a partner. Uh, maybe should we announce it here, or should we do a video? Or no, we're going to we're going to announce uh, who we're doing some work with again uh, when it gets time for us to get in the RV and go. So, a uh, uh, little hint, uh, it's somebody that, that we have done a little work with before in the past, so that should really narrow it down. So, we don't want to be, you know, too, uh, you know, challenge your brains too hard of thinking, but uh, we're excited to be working. Good company. Great company. Excellent company. It's going to be fun. Uh, anybody going to Iowa, I hope we get to see you guys out there. I know we've got a lot, a lot of people asking us about Pocono. Uh, there's your answer. If you're listening, there's your answer. Can we, we be not real? Go to Pocono. I, people be real? have been begging about Pocono, dude. And I, I, I don't know if it's on my bucket list, but there have been a lot of people that have hyped it up, but I've, I've certainly heard mixed reviews when I hear from everybody on the spectrum, not just people that want us to go out there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be real, um, for a second. Uh, Number one with Iowa, I am excited to go to Iowa. I forget that Iowa is a state almost uh, every day of my life. So I have been thinking a lot about Iowa this past week. So uh, it's going to be cool to check out Iowa and see what Iowa is all about. When you say it a lot, it really sounds weird as shit. Uh, number it's two. Like one of those things when you, you say a word too much or you look at it too much, it just doesn't look like a word anymore or it doesn't sound like an actual word anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that, that happens all the time with a lot of different words. But, uh, uh, my number two thing I was going to say, talking about Pocono, you're talking about how a lot of people are hitting us up and yeah, I've been getting DMS as well. We've seen it on the garage guys pages, people tweeting at us. Here's how I feel about Pocono. And I'm going to be real as shit. Uh, you and I have had discussions about it in the past and it just does not seem like a place I want to go to. And I may let some people down by saying that. I may make some of you mad and, and pissed off and upset. But guess what? We live in a world where people live life. And I have a lot of life left to live. Dale has a lot of life left to live. Uh, so if you want us to come to Pocono, uh, pay for it. And we'll check it out. Other than that, I don't want to pay money to go to Pocono. It's just literally this huge triangle in a mountain. I've even looked around to see what type of stuff is happening around Pocono. It seems like a lot of old people. It looks like it smells like mothballs, and there's like caves with waterfalls. So I really just don't have a need to go to the place uh, that resembles Seattle uh, from the movie Twilight. 
with the weather as well. So if you want yeah, us to pretty, come to Pocono, then that's pretty hey. strong. That's pretty strong words. I will yeah. say, I think it it doesn't seem like the best place to watch a race because it is so massive. But I have heard the infield experience can be fun. And if you're out of Pocono, why don't you? Here's what I want to see. That's your. That's what your your choice is going to be is requesting people to pay. I'm all on board for that. You want to pay for us to go up from Mississippi to Pocono? We'll fucking go one of these days. Won't be this year, but next year for sure. But what I was going to say was, why don't you tag us and show us what is fun about Pocono? Show us something in the infield. Show us something in the fan zone. Show us something from the stands. Maybe we catch some of that electricity that a lot of people tell us about is there, is present, if we can see some of that, maybe we can be tempted to consider it in 2023. Show us some high fucking energy at Pokemon. All right. I like that. I want you to tag me, tag Chase, tag Garage Guys. Let's see some fucking energy in the stands, in the infield, wherever you're at, in the mountain. I don't care as long as it's close to Pocono. Show us, and maybe it will incline us to make a visit one of these days. I've got a really good idea, Dale. Uh, you just gave me a great idea. Why don't, because we're not going there and there seems to be a lot of people going. If you are in the Garage Guys Discord and the and only the Garage Guys Discord, uh, I'm not talking about people that follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere else social media is. That was a social media plug for Garage Guys, by the way. Um, I am talking about people in the Discord. If you're in the Discord and you're going to Pocono this weekend, Garage Fam Takeover of Pocono. We like to cover content when we're at Tracks. Send us your videos, tag us. We'll retweet them on the Garage Guys page. That way, it's it's almost like we're there, except we're not. The Garage Fam is going to take over for Pocono. Are you saying that they have to be in the Discord to to be able to be retweeted? Yes, yes. So what has to happen is is the only way that we will retweet it is if the link appears in the Discord. The link to the tweet ah, okay. has to it. appear in the Discord. If it appears in the Discord. Uh, we'll make a special channel for it. I'll make a special channel this week, Pocono uh, Takeover, and that's where you will go and post your tweet links, and we'll retweet it on the Garage Guys page. Garage Band Takeover. Instagram too. I'll repost them on my. How about that? We'll, we'll repost yeah. on our stories too. Send Instagram links. We'll do. We'll do both. How about that? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, so. I like Pocono. It's a really unique place. I love unique racetracks. I've You've never always been there. enjoyed watching that TV. Or watching them on TV. I know. I've never been there, but I, I appreciate the uniqueness. And we've been going to Pocono for a really long time, too. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, good, a good start on maybe one day making the trip to Pocono. Show us why we should go. Yeah. Um, kind of like Christopher Bell showed us why we should have all bet on him on Sunday in New Hampshire. Oh. The Ambetter 301. This is a race recap, right? And it, mm. it took us took us a minute to get to this recap we had some exciting uh, announcements we had yeah, some exciting yeah. things to say it was it was worth it it totally worth it but christopher bell is a new hampshire god now eight starts at new hampshire seven top two finishes and five wins i hate to say i told you so but on dale center i talked all about c bell and this was a topic because this troll who is like 40 years old, lives in his mom's basement, came at me because I didn't bet on all my Dale Center plays, which whatever. Okay, I see why someone could be a little bothered by that, even though the advice I gave won so many people money. 
from Thursday. Like so many people. I also talked about Bell on our show on the Garage Guys race preview as well. And from now on, on Dale Center, if I'm betting on something, I will be blatantly clear and say, I'm betting on this no matter what. And I paid, trust me, I paid for it. I paid for it because if you look at my unit count, did not have a good weekend. Did not have a good weekend. Christopher Bell honestly just was a hedge play for me. Uh, I came very infatuated with Truex and Kevin Harvick. I've just never seen someone who wants to lose as much as Martin Truex. There's no one who likes to lose more than Martin Truex Jr. And my God, it fucking pisses me off. He leads 180 laps. And then, I mean, you can blame the two-tire call by him and Harvick. But it's just, it's always something with Martin Truex when he dominates a race. It's just always fucking something. Or you can just blame the fact that he's fucking old and that he sucks and that I you just don't bet on him anymore. Just be a smart guy. You're a smart guy. You're a common sense guy. Don't bet on retirement drivers. Okay? Like Kevin Harvick, I don't really feel like he's a retirement driver yet. He yes, was he showing he, he was showing what's is. up. He's, he may he's, retire. He's done have him and Truex are online to probably retire at the same time. But Truex is already at the, the Claiborne. Shit, I mean, Kevin. Kevin's older than Truex. What are we talking about here? Kevin is We're older. Talking about about statistics this season. Talking about Truex this has season. been better. Truex has been better statistically. But but people, I feel like people but, but, remember but, but, Kevin but, Harvick more. Look, because we definitely want to bet on Kevin more because look, Kevin had won three races in New Hampshire, four races, something like that. Yeah, Truex has never won here, but. Truex had a dominant race car. I think Kevin was a little bit better in the long run. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they both lost and they finished yeah. fourth or fifth. But I'm just glad I had a little bit on Christopher Bell. I should have had way more. And from now on, I'll be blatantly clear. And I'm, I'm going to stop fucking overthinking about this kind of shit. I also bet on Kyle Busch. That was horrible. Terrible. Um, so whatever. Wasn't a bad pick, though, because he's good, too. I, I mean, we talked about that on the barstool space. Kyle man. was a Kyle was a bad pick because he was a he was the favorite. He was the favorite and was just awful all day. Um, Vegas thought he was a good pick, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. It, yeah. it was a it was a you know this race betting aside was very similar to how last year's race went. It was led early by a, a, this one in particular, Martin Truex Jr. But last year. There were different contenders in the early mid parts of the race. And then at the very end, Eric Almirola just fired off to the front and won that race. And that's what Christopher Bell did. Uh, wasn't really up there all day, ran eighth to 10th. In the middle of the race, I remember si- sitting there being like, there's no way Bell is going to win this. Like it's going to be Truex or Harvick or Chase Elliott, who was really good again. And then Bell, uh, they took four tires and outran everybody and, and ran down Chase and, and won the race. So, the New Hampshire God again, Christopher Bell just proves proves why it is his playground. No matter what kind of vehicle he steps in. Yeah, for those of you that are uh, listening to this uh, podcast for the first time, um, I did not bet on Christopher Bell. I was very open about it. I was very sincere about it, and for that, I still won. Uh, that's what I'm uh, sticking to. That's my story, and uh, the reason I won, I don't bet on children. I don't bet on small children. Uh, it's against my religion. Uh, it's against uh, my code of ethics. Uh, you bet on children, it never ends up well in the long haul. Uh, that being said, 
you know, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that a lot of people won money betting on him. That's great. It's always good to win uh, money. It's always good to be able to call your shot and, uh, and make your play. Um, my shot was just not betting on him at all. And uh, I came out early in the week and said I wasn't going to do it, and I didn't do it. Therefore, man of my word, garage guy, that's how I roll. Um, and so, yeah, he. Uh, I will say this, though. It was very surprising, like you said, to just come out of nowhere. Last year, the moon won the race for Eric Amarola. There was no other reason why uh, he won, because we all knew Chris Bell was going to win. Last year... I didn't look at Chris Bell as a small child. I didn't. I didn't stare at, at him enough. I didn't see him enough in person and on and on Instagram. This year, I've seen him a lot more, uh, and and I've realized that he's just a small child, and also lost a terrible amount of money on him in my lifetime. So uh, that's why I don't bet on him. Um, however, it uh, it turned out to be a shit uh, shit stinker of a day because uh, I seem to be at a point in my betting career where if I win, I'm hitting multiple bets at a race, and my unit count is flying. If I lose, I lose everything. There is no in-between for me, and that's that what... A, I feel like I'm better about that, but with Xfinity, I had the worst betting day of my life because of freak, bizarre instances and I don't even want to talk about that. But we, we all we know Justin to. Allgaier had no business winning that race, and it's not debatable. William I didn't Byron watch it. And Ty Gibbs were the class of the field. Lana Castle was really good, too. But William Byron and Ty Gibbs, class of the field, and have bullshit freak incidents. And just that ruined my weekend. I mean, it was going to be hard to overcome that. So. That's In my sad. opinion, That's Chris sad. Bell had no business winning that race because he had a, a car that didn't do anything, and then he literally turned the, the NOS on at the end of the race. That's what. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, he had NOS. He had nitrous oxide. I mean, everything pointed to the idea that Bell could win easily, and Adam Stevens, his crew chief, has won here multiple times, been very successful, and Bell ran seventh. He hung around, hung around. And they made the right call on pit road, took four tires, had a great restart, and just carved through everybody. So I, I think he did have business winning it. The reason why Justin Allgaier didn't have business winning his race is because the top guys all, uh, excuse me, William Byron and Ty Gibbs both had problems and exited the race. William Byron blew an engine, and Ty Gibbs had like parts in his brake line fall apart, which I've never even seen before. I can't even recall a time where the incident that happened to Ty Gibbs has, has ever happened in any race. It was the most fucking ridiculous freak deal I've ever seen. That so race was a shit show, right? Allgaier, yeah, I mean, everybody kept crashing. And, and, and those are the worst races when it comes to betting. Yeah. Like when you see all the – when these races turn into shit shows, I always lose. I always lose because all my bets are very calculated – and wrecks are the or wrecks engine malfunctions mechanical failures are always what will bite me and i think that a lot of people can agree with that based on yeah. what they bet on it's just it's just very unpredictable the unpredictable factors of, of auto racing that came into play on saturday i don't know other than that it sounds like that was kind of your bad beat uh was saturday for me the bad beat of the race and this might be a bad beat for you too uh joey, the joey logano top oh. three Man, 
I bet that live, worse, by the dude. way. What top odds 10. did you get them at before the race? Top 10 was like minus 130. And after I posted it, I looked when we were doing the Barcel space, it was up to like minus 170. So the line was moving back in that direction. I think Joey ran in the top 10 and maybe even the top five, but specifically the top 10 for like 90% of that race. And yeah. th this is something I, I can live with, even though it hurts. I talked about it on Dale Center because uh, I, I was I really liked the Logano top three before practice and qualifying. Paul Wolf is, is an aggressive crew chief, and he they ride and die, specifically Paul Wolf. We've seen it with Brad Keselowski in the past. We've seen it now with Joey Logano as they've been together the last couple of years. Paul Wolf will ride and die with the strategy, and they died with it. They were they all cycle big time from what I had read, but I really did think that there was going to be a, a caution. I, I thought I, I wanted to believe it. I literally at one point I was so I was driving home from St. Louis, went to the Formula Drift event uh, at Worldwide Technology over the weekend. So I was on the road and I was listening on PRN, and that's how I consumed the race this weekend. Well, and I'll tell you I, what happened. I was ahead, just okay. waiting for it. I was waiting for the caution, and then it just it just didn't come. Yeah, and. It, what's even crazier, so him and Kurt Busch were on that cycle together, and we're up front for the la for 50 of the last 80 laps of that race. They could not make it on fuel. They stayed out to get track position and just banked that a caution would come out. And, yeah, I'm with you. I thought we'd get one too. And it's actually a, a silver lining, at least for the series. We did not have hardly any tire issues this weekend. I feel like that's kind of been swept under the rug. That's great. I think the only guy – that had a random tire go down was Austin Dillon late in that race on an 80 lap run. Mm. And New Hampshire is a place that has pretty considerable tire wear. So that is a super good sign. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm sure based on trends from all of 2022, those teams, Paul Wolf and uh, Kurt Bush's crew chief, which is who's his crew chief. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I wanted to say no, it's not Matt McCall. Matt McCall's with Brad Kano. Fuck. Anyway, the crew chiefs of the 45 and the 22 uh banked on we're gonna get a caution and not run the last 9,500 laps of this race green flag. And they were just wrong. And it, it the craziest part about that is Kurt Bush pitted with like 30 to go, got lapped, and he he his tires were so fresh compared to the rest of the field. He unlapped himself and drove from like 21st to 10th and got a top 10. So that yeah. makes it even more frustrating for me because if Joey had pitted at the same time Kurt did, probably would have drove back through the field with that fresh rubber and got a top 10 finish. So that's that's that what hurt. pisses me off is that but they just like gave it that. up. You can live with that as frustrating as it is because I had a lot of money on top 10, dude. I can live with that because I knew that Paul Wolf would be aggressive with strategy because he always is. That's how they won Gateway because they did a two-tire change on the last pit stop, got the track position. They tried something here to get the track position, and it didn't work. So I knew that that was a possibility. I just didn't – like you said, you were surprised it went green, and I was too. So that's yeah, a, that's a rough beat. But other than that – I, I want to add – to what you're saying that like we we didn't really talked about much like listening to PRN versus watching a broadcast they really kind of 
cult, like they they bring it to life. Like I love using my imagination. All right, so listening to radio for me is just like it's it's cool and and I enjoy it because I can see the cars just by what they're talking about and how things are working. And it seemed like one great thing was is that you late in the race you were passing for the lead. Now, however much it had to do with conserving fuel, when Kurt had to back off. And then Chase was getting around. Like it, it seemed like, from what I was hearing, Chase was keeping Chris pinned by staying on the top and using while well, he was trying to use that bottom lane. So they kept talking about that a lot, about how that's that's what Chase Elliott found, and that's mustache energy. You find things uh, in life that uh, that work to your advantage, and then you just you just dominate at that. However. Uh, faster car prevailed because of NOS uh, for the child. Children need NOS nitrous oxide to win. Uh, they don't drive, you know, they just use their normal cars. Well, you know, so, that's cl- that's classic New Hampshire. When the tires wear, like if you if you run that top lane, you just fire off and get really good exit. But Christopher Bell was better, and Chase was really hard on himself in that interview and just said he just he just he just kind of used everything up, and and Bell was just he was the better driver. He was a better yeah. driver there at the end, but well, they uh, said he was on max save, like Chase Elliott, like he definitely had to back up a little bit because I think that he would have ran out of fuel. They said he could make it to the end, but max save may be one of those just like words. Uh, the NBC like, broadcasts said they were all good, and Chase didn't mention okay. that in his post race interview. That they, may they, be they were like all good a on fuel. That may be like a uh, a word they use on the radio to trick other people. So could be, could mm-hmm. be, but yeah, no, they were those guys were good on fuel except for the forty five. The twenty-two, and by the way, but uh, Kurt Busch's crew chief is Billy Scott. I had had to mention Billy that. Scott. I, I hate that I I couldn't figure that out on my own. But I can't wait till I have a whole uh, setup like so I can search and do things. I think that that is cool. Everyone should have dual monitors in life. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. But Bubba Wallace was my next thing. Talk, yes, keeping in the twenty-three XI, a track he's been terrible at in the past. We the DraftKings car, dude. Two top fives when he's run the DraftKings car since last year. Yeah. I think. I don't know if they've run it more than twice now, but I think and, two years, yeah. This this year and last year. The other top five was at Pocono last year. Right. And um what a run. What a so run. Proud. He he passed Truex and Harvick in that last stint and got a big top three. I don't remember what those odds were. I remember we talked I talked about him in the Discord. I thought he would have. I thought he would be good. I thought he would have a good run because his averages were really strong in practice. When you looked at long run speed, like he had you, little fall off. You know, I, I'll say that they definitely probably were in the high hundreds. Uh, I don't think they were over a thousand by any means, but they may have been. I'm not sure. Um, probably but, to open the week they were, but after practice uh, yeah. and qualifying, maybe somewhere around plus eight hundred. That's what he I'm was thinking. like. He was around plus three thousand to win, which. Shit, with how he ran, worthy bet. Dude, right? yeah, I mean, he he came to play, dude. And I mean, it does seem like those tracks that he really is good at the the short track. I guess they call it a big short track. But I mean, that's I think that's the same energy I've always had with him at Martinsville. How good he was at Martinsville in the Truck Series, and and uh, looking back in K and N, like with him running tracks like that and stuff like that. I, I think that he definitely has some advantage with this new car and I was just really happy to see it. I'll also, yeah, the DraftKings car, that's a juju thing. That is a real thing now. And uh and he will be running that car again in Pocono. So uh we'll definitely be talking a little bit about that on the uh the the race preview show later in the week after Dale Center. Dude, catch that. 
they have had really good speed just on just on ovals as of recent. Yeah. I mean, Bubba was was really, really good. Bubba and Kurt both were really good at Kansas, but Bubba's pit crew killed him there. Kurt won that race. Uh, Kurt was really good at Gateway, and both guys were really fast this past weekend in New Hampshire. So Pocono, man, I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on Bubba. And in our Discord, there there's already several, several people that – are going to be riding Bubba Wallace. So. I may or may not have already bet on uh, something on the Action Network app. By oh. the way, if, if you don't have the Action Network app, go to the links in Dale and I's bio because it gives us money and you get it for free. So do that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And you get the picks. You get the picks. Yeah. But for free. I haven't. I haven't posted anything yet because I want. Uh, I want to oh, wait on bar wait. schools. I want to wait. Well, I want to wait on Barstool's lines here. Barstool is out. Barstool's lines have dropped. Oh, wait. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because Blaney was uh, 12 to 1. I'm thinking about trucks and Xfinity. I like yeah. it's kind of weird, but I really don't like to bet anything until I see all lines from every series. That's I got you. A weird juju thing. But if well, I you, had stuck you, with you my missed, gut, you last missed some week, things. If I had stuck with my gut last week and just done all my pre practice bets, Oh my God, I would be fucking rich right now. But luckily, a lot of you people got rich from it. So that, that still makes me feel good. But talking yeah. about some other guys, why, by the way, before we uh, get off the Bubba we, thing, I, I do need to say one more thing. One more thing. Um, I, I saw some chatter on Twitter uh, from some people over the weekend that were commenting about how Chris Bell and Bubba Wallace swapped pit crews. And I just want to call out and say, if you were one of the people that talked shit about Bubba Wallace and the pit crew change because Chris Bell won the race, you are a fucking idiot because he literally finished third. So I just want you to know that. It worked for both. It worked for both. Yeah. And, get, and I, I know I I picked Bell at Atlanta, but I don't know if, any, if you remember or if anybody listening remembers, but when I talked about Bell on the preview show for Atlanta – I said, I'm really not worried about the pit crew change. I'm really not. And it proved in week two, which Bell did have a loose wheel at Atlanta, so fuck. But in week two, both finished in the top three and did not do terrible on pit road. I think yeah. the one mistake Bubba had was his fault, and he said it on the radio. He, like, slid through his box early in that race. But Tell um, me you're racist without being racist, you fuck. Yeah. 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 That's the yeah. way that I look at it. By the and way, shout out to the clock. The haters. Yeah, it was a clock going. I don't know if you can hear. I don't know if you can. Oh hear yeah, it. you can hear it. You can hear it. I hear it. We hear it. It's going. The clock is is going, and it's late. I'm so glad that. Wait, that it's twelve forty. When? What's the cycle? Uh, it's off by uh, about twenty minutes, but it doesn't matter what okay, it's yeah. off or on by. It is making a noise, and we have to stop to say shout out to it. I, I've been I've been glad to be back here filming so that we can get more clock time. There you go. Good, good to hear it. Good to hear it. But yeah, I mean, Denny Hamlin said it. I, I think he tweeted about it, or he may have said it in an interview. He said it. Uh, sometimes it's about chemistry, and certain guys, it's just like any job ever. Like people move positions around in group environments at work to find better chemistry between employees. And maybe that's what we've seen with this change is better chemistry between the guys that were swapped around. So now there's potential for both teams to be firing on all cylinders. 
when it comes to the efficiency and pit stops because they've got better chemistry together. It is early, but it's already a good sign that they both didn't have their races ruined on pit road, which has happened to Bubba a lot and has happened to Christopher Bell a few times too. So right. that's interesting well, to point out. It's very easy to blame a child for making mistakes So with Chris Bell. So hopefully the man of the situation uh, in Daryl Wallace Jr. Uh, will benefit very well. Hey, from this. last thing about Chris Bell. We found the new nickname. Mm. we got to make this nickname stick. It is amazing. Hell's Bell. Like no. Hell's Bell is ACDC. Hell's Bell. If Christopher Bell wins, by the way, he will be mentioned on Dale Center because even though I didn't really profit on the weekend, Christopher Bell himself gave a, fat, a big fat profit to Dale Tanhart. So Chris Bell, he earned the nickname Hell's Bell. A by ACDC. He is Hell's Did you see Bell. my quote tweet to, to that? Yes, I think I did. You, you're just not on board. There's no, there's no way that you can connect the word hell to him, and the reason being is because I don't care if he looks like he's twelve. I, I know, like that is what I talked about last week. I was like, we got to find a cool name for Chris Bell because so he's the Omen. He's the kid from the Omen. I haven't seen the Omen. It's about it's about the Antichrist. So Chris Bell is the Antichrist confirmed? No, no, we're not going to say that. Mm. We're not going to say that. We're just going to say that Bell is not the biggest personality in the sports. So we got to find a way to spice him up because his he wife has is, been a, he has made some money for us and me in the past. Uh, when you look at the Xfinity series and with pole picks and now with this past weekend, so got to have a cool nickname and somebody, I think his name was Levi commented on the YouTube uh, on Dale center and said, hell's bells. And I think it's better to say hell's bell. So I love that nickname. I'm going to stick to Christopher Robin. Fucking great. I'll Chris, stick to Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh, the child from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, okay, I know that. I, I was a big Winnie the Pooh kid. Don't like that one. Don't like that makes him like ten times less cool. We you kind of look like like Christopher Robin grown up, but like if he grew up in, in the trailer park because of the mullet. Yeah, like that's, I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. It could be. It could be anybody. It could be any adult because it he could. was a child. But Chris Bell is still a child. Yes. Therefore, Christopher Robin. All right, what about some notable guys? Enough of Seba. Enough of our guy, Hell's Bell. Uh, Trackhouse, who seemed like did not have a good day. Both their drivers finished in the top ten. Brad Keselowski, P7. Oh, yeah, Austin Dillon beef. Got to mention something about that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I was uh, – I was. it's very interesting. There's been a lot of people. So I have a TikTok out right now where I did uh, – I'm getting back to my voiceovers, my, du- my voice dubs. By the way, your TikTok that you dropped – uh, about Denny and Ross uh, using the Rick and Morty. That was gold, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. So, Thank yeah, you. I love I that. I feel like it's, it's a good, accurate depiction of it. it really very, is. very. Like, Ross isn't saying that directly, but I think we kind of – I think Ross is kind of thinking it. You know, he's got to be. A little is bit. It? Yeah, but Brad K finished seventh even after that ridiculous contact with Austin Dillon. He's ready. He's ready to be on yeah. the show, dude. He's ready to be on Austin Dillon's TV show. Oh, uh, man, I had a bet on Austin Dillon. I, I, I really did too. Top 10. I yeah, I, I, it popped up at plus 900 on DraftKings Sunday morning, and I was just, I was all on it, all on that, considering how he's been at Flat Tracks. He's the been group really bet. Flat tracks. The group bet. Yeah, fucked. the group bet. I thought that was – and, you know, when he got his lap back early in that race, he was running top 15. He was running decently competitive. Yep. But just after that deal, he just completely fell off. 
It's all right. We're going to find a way to hit one uh, for the uh, the barstool bets that we can't log on Action Network. We'll find a way to uh, to, to make one of those stick. I think I've can. made one. You've made you just, one with Suarez. You can. You just got to just, hey, point it out, line. This line is via barstool or what they, they call it, combi or can be, whatever, all the sports books that are uh, Penn National Gaming sports books, I think is what it is. Excel the sheet, same people. lines as barstool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Something like that. But um ryan blaney big disappointment 18th a lot of people thought blaney blaney was the the consensus favorite to start the week that's crazy and everybody was was a week early on it they had no speed and yeah you're on blaney for pocono i don't see it right now i do not see that's it it. i just don't i don't are you look you're just thinking about texas no like the all-star race no i'm thinking about ryan blaney has not won a race and Ryan Blaney is going to bring it home where he got his first win. And I've been on this bet since the beginning of the season. I've been saying it. If you go back and listen to podcasts, you will hear me randomly here and there. I don't remember the exact podcast, but I've been saying, Ryan Blaney's going to win at Pocono. So when I've been saying that for this many months now, he is the only outright I'm taking. There's no sense in me taking any other outright this week. I don't care what statistics say, anything. It is Ryan Blaney. I've literally already logged Ryan Blaney on two different sports books on Action Network. And I will say that right here, right now. Uh, the only reason you would go to my Action Network this week is for any of my top three, top five, top tens matchups. That's it. Only that's a outright. Baller, that's a baller move if that hits. Pick one outright. That's mm-hmm. a big baller move. I did sure. two last year. But. I'm going for the solo right now. And I'm going to get it. He's going to win this race. Look, Blaney could be a factor. Won the All-Star race. I think he had good green flag speed at Fontana. We'll see. But he it's was only up from here after this race. You know yeah, what I he mean? He was certainly a disappointment at, at Richmond. Or, I'm sorry, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, then you look back, more disappointments. Alex Bowman has been on a terrible spree. <sighs> Got some bad luck being involved in a wreck on, like, lap two. Or Early. Something. Eric Almarola was a popular play. Uh, the former winner, the uh, defending winner of this race, I should say. What what happened? He, he uh, something to, fucked up with the car. He, he had to bring the car. A, in. He he didn't have fourth gear. I think is what it was, which is a, another bizarre thing. Also, didn't have the moon. Shifting. You know that's that's a good point. No moon. We we didn't suffer the darkness issue in this one, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, transmission problem took him out. And that's really that's all the notables. I mean, it was a pretty cut dry race. It was a typical New Hampshire race. You go back and watch. I went back the night before and watched the 2004 New Hampshire chase race, the first ever race of the chase when it was instituted in 04. And it, this race was very similar to that one. I mean, very similar. And that's what New Hampshire typically is. It's very cut, dry, predictable. And that's kind of what we saw. The, the guy that I talked about, Throughout the week, won the race. The guys that usually run well here ran well here, except for Elliott and Bubba Wallace. But yeah, um, that's it. It seems like the whole state of New Hampshire, like it's pretty cut dry, like the taste of Old Bay seasoning. Pretty cut dry. I don't really, you know, I will say the crowd looked good there, but I just don't know if it's on the agenda for us, or at least for me. You're probably, I think you probably feel the same way to make make the track out there. It's, it's New Hampshire and Pocono are kind of in the same boat for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, actually. Unless my mind gets changed after the Garage Fam takeover that you'll post all of your social media links in the Discord and the Discord only. Now, 
if we go up northeast, we're going to Dover. Mm-hmm. And I really want to go to Watkins Glen. I hope we can make that happen. Somebody pay us to go. Yeah, pay give for us money. Because I want to fucking go to Watkins Glen so bad. And hopefully we'll make that happen. I know it's like mid late August, but Watkins Glen is a fucking dope place. I want to bring content to people at Watkins Glen. I think there's a lot we can do there. Yeah, we're 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 uh, auditioning right now, right? We're we're throwing out what we can do, what, what, the services we could provide to a company that could get us to the track. And That's right. Anybody that knows us knows we we go all out. We love we love what we do, obviously. So Watkins Glen is like eight million light years away so it's hard for us to get out there without some additional help but that's right i, that's I, I might jump off niagara falls if we go there you go somebody will there pay you us. Go. evil knievel style shit mm-hmm. stop man i might Just die anything. yeah yeah it's always possible you could die any day doing anything i could die uh eating the cheese dip i just got finished eating on a chip i could choke on it very true Forks before we electrical outlets before we just get on this tangent of dumb shit, let uh, that's New Hampshire. Now let's move forward and do the new segment. If you were here last week, we debuted the new segment, the Garage Guide, and this is the second edition of the Garage Guide. Like the music? Oh yeah, yeah. You love that old classic TV guide music, right? here for this remember i don't know for me it was channel 21 when i was a kid on comcast channel number 21 i want to this say is it was around that for me as well probably so we're in some more areas but this is the garage guide the topic this week is favorite nascar driver nicknames of all time so if you're new to this last week we debuted this uh, favorite dales uh my number one was dale jr chase's number one was dale senior we included dale doback from Step Brothers, dale denton from pineapple express dale jarrett dale shoes from daytona beach we do a top five and an honorable mention so this topic is best driver nicknames the wonder boy the intimidator the, the Iceman, smoke uh swerving urban you get the point you get the point so chase I'll let you take it with your honorable mention and your top five favorite NASCAR driver nicknames of all time. All right. So we're going to do this a little bit differently this week. I'm not going to go into like full blown articles about each of them. Uh, so it'll be a little bit quicker. Uh, but uh, my honorable mention for uh, best NASCAR nickname is going to start with Swervin' Ernie Irvin. Uh, just because I just remember that one song, Swerve Left, Swerve Right. And Ernie Irvin definitely seems like the kind of guy that would be big swerving out there, obviously, because it is his nickname. So shout out to him, the That's eye good patch, uh, the good stuff. Uh, number five, the intimidator, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, this is not higher simply because it's the intimidator. I feel like it is the most, you know, just name that everyone knows everywhere in life. But uh, it's got to be the intimidator, Dale Earnhardt. Number four, Terry. The Iceman, Labani, Terry Two-Time, my man. Uh, also, uh, low-key, maybe looks like Chuck Liddell a little bit uh, somewhere in life. And everyone knows that Chuck Liddell was the uh, the Iceman as well. Uh, number three is going to be... Quite a few Icemans. Yeah. Scott Dixon's also the Iceman, too. Think yep. about that. 
That is true. Shout out to Scott Dixon, by the way, for tying Mario Andretti. Uh, that is wins. Yeah. huge, dude. Goat. Huge. Absolute goat. Uh, number three, Glenn Fireball Roberts. Uh, the nickname Fireball itself. Like, you had to be one bad son of a bitch to be nicknamed Fireball. That is uh, an all-timer, for sure. Number two, uh, Tony Stewart. Smoke. Uh, mainly because... That nickname fits him so well. You don't want none of Tony's smoke, all right? That dude is full of smoke. He will literally spout off at you for anything. Also, shit his pants while winning a race one time. You don't want that smoke. Watkins Glen. Hey, by the way, did you know that Fireball Roberts actually died from burns he received in a fiery crash? Should I move him to number one? Because I feel like that that is wild. (laughs) That makes makes the nickname even cooler. Like, it sucks that he died. Like, obviously, but look, people, especially back then, people died in racing. It was a pretty normal part of auto racing because of lack of safety, but yeah, pretty badass way to go. Like, uh, it, it probably hurt a lot, but your name's Fireball and you essentially died from fire. Like, yeah, it's the only way to go if your nickname is Fireball. You, you have, yeah. to be, have to be, right? It's like, well, got to pencil that in. I got to die by fire. Like, maybe way. when Terry Labonte, if he makes it into his late 80s, will be like, I need to freeze myself. And and die yep. and with Walt know, Disney, Iceman. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but but the Iceman dies from ice. There that's you go. it. That's like that's what it would be like with Fireball Roberts. So I would hope I Arnold Schwarzenegger would reappear as Mister Freeze from Batman and Robin and kill oh, yeah. him that way. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. Uh, and uh, so my number one all-time nickname. I feel like it is the most original, unique nickname that there ever was for a driver uh for multiple reasons and that is going to be bill elliott uh the man himself awesome bill from dawsonville this man literally was able to take his first name he was awesome fastest lap at talladega i think still to date uh awesome bill from dawsonville the town that he is from rhymes in the same sentence of his nickname so for me number one has to be awesome bill from dawsonville and that is my top five all-time nascar nicknames yeah you know the bill elliott one is really good because bill is like the most generic american name ever right like yeah so it also that, that's really two cool variations william is he could be william if he wanted to be yeah that's true but bill to to convert bill into a badass nickname like that just worked out perfectly and he was also nascar's most popular driver too so he was awesome right he was technically he was awesome uh everything of the people yeah so i gotta respect that for sure also yeah bill elliott in 87 fastest fastest man alive at talladega and part of the cause for restrictor plates to be added because people were going to start flying and dying more often so thanks for thanks for that Awesome, Bill, from Dawsonville. I'm going to head into my list. I think we've got a couple similar ones here. My honorable mention, Front Row Joe. Joe Nemechek. God, I just loved in the early teens when Joe was driving for, like, uh, just terrible slow race teams, we would always still call him Front Row Joe, even though he would qualify dead last. But but Joe Nemechek did have 10 poles in his cup career, 18 poles in the Xfinity Series. The guy used to qualify pretty well. So front row Joe is honorable mention. Just fucking love that nickname. Also Bell South. 
Yo, Bell South. I like U.S. Army Joe. I like U.S. Army Joe the best because that's when he was – he qualified pretty well in that, in that 0-1 car. That was pretty cool. Those were fun days. But Front Row Joe's honorable mention. Number five for me is the Silver Fox, David Pearson, a, a true American badass. It's going to be number five for me because Silver Fox overall just in life is a pretty generic nickname, right? Like yeah. refers to – several celebrities that grade really well nice gray hair gray beard which david pearson as he got older he was the fox then he got the silver fox i just remember hearing that as a kid and being like that is a fucking awesome nickname the silver fox like he made a lot of the uh race girls wet probably probably did yeah oh yeah no doubt about it yeah no i wouldn't even say probably 100 percent, not debatable you're 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 exactly right so silver david pearson the silver fox one of the goats, fourth all time for me is the in the on the best of all time list. The guy wouldn't even race full seasons and was a just unbelievable race car driver that won like 20 percent of his races. He was right there with Richard Petty, and uh, he never he hardly ever raced full time and still won one hundred and five races. So Silver Fox number five, number four, Rainbow Warrior with Jeff Gordon. I know that's kind of on the generic side, but. This one is really cool for me because, A, it was at a time that revolutionized NASCAR with the paint scheme and the chatter about it, and, B, the pit crew. This was more than just Jeff Gordon. This was the team. The team were the Rainbow Warriors, right? Kind of reminds me, if, you, if, I wanted, if I could give another honorable mention or something similar to this, in the mid-2000s, Matt Kenseth, his pit crew was really, really good. Yellow and black, they were called the Killer Bees. Always thought that was really cool. But the Rainbow Warrior just was so important to the history of the sport that I feel like it has to be on this list and was badass when you consider it was a Southern sport. And Rainbow probably, especially in the 90s, has some connotations that people, a lot of Southern fans didn't particularly like too much, if you catch my drift. Yeah. We've come a long way since then, fortunately. But I think that was cool because it really shook the world up and the world in particular, the NASCAR world. So Rainbow Warriors got to be number four. Can and I I'm say with- that that it, he that Jeff Gordon is the Auburn of NASCAR drivers? You've got War Eagle, Plainsman, and Tigers. Jeff Gordon has Rainbow Warrior, Wonder Boy, and the Kid. Yeah. Jeff Gordon officially confirmed Auburn. Love that. Yeah, and he that's another thing. And I think sometimes that can hurt. Like for me. That hurts this nickname a little bit because he had multiple cool nicknames and he didn't have the rainbow car forever. He really only had it for seven years of his career left and after the year 2000. So it it didn't last forever, but it was a super cool era and it has to get its recognition. So number four is the rainbow warrior. Number three, I think the only similar one we have, the only overlapping pick we have is the intimidator. And same thing with the rainbow warrior. Dale Earnhardt had a lot of nicknames. Like so many nicknames, he really didn't get the Intimidator until his later years. But it's just so iconic, and it described his driving style, which I think is an important element on an awesome nickname. Like Bill Elliott's awesome because he's from uh, Dawsonville, awesome Bill of Dawsonville. But did it talk about how he drove a race car? It did not. The Intimidator, intimidating, is how Dale Earnhardt drove on the racetrack. So for me, it makes it absolutely have to make the list. When you consider that combined with the iconic status of the nickname, but Dale had a lot of nicknames like Ironhead, 
super cool nickname, the man in black. Uh, and there's probably three or four more that he had that were used similarly or decently often in the eighties and even the nineties. So the intimidator though was the best one. And that one deserves number three for me. Number two, the skull bandit, which was Harry Gant and, or his race car, the number 33, that one is just very, very original. Right. And was a marketing dream for that company. Uh, unfortunately, tobacco has is not allowed to sponsor race cars anymore. At Ooh. least, what I, I'm not a huge tobacco guy, but what three chi, three chi, well, three chi is uh, cannabis. It cannabis, is a uh, delta, like delta eight, which is like TA or not THC. It's basically right? it's basically like THC with a few different uh, chromosomes removed and from we've its had DNA some, makeup. And we've had some like vape companies on cars recently, right? Like. Yep. This will be next. Uh, the Zen? Zen Cup is coming. Yeah, I'm looking at Prepare. the Zen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, the Skull Bandit was just so cool. The style of it, you had the actual logo of the Bandit on the car. God damn, just a cool-sounding nickname and a great-looking nickname when you looked at the race car. And Harry Gant was a good race car driver. Won, also won, loved won Christmas. A few races. So, yeah, the red and green, perfect Christmas car, too. Uh, consider that as well but the skull bandit just everything about it the persona around it and it, i think it's super cool because it was a company it's a company funded or company inspired nickname which is something i feel like didn't really see a lot of at least when it comes to iconic driver nicknames right you could maybe say the rainbow warrior with dupont but um shit you could say good wrench because the black car helped with the intimidator factor, I guess. But no, Skull Bandit, I think, is, is so unique and oftentimes forgotten in 2022. So that's my number two. And my number one, I feel like this won't be a popular number one if you ask a thousand people. But for me personally, Rocket Man Ryan Newman is my favorite. I fucking am obsessed with this nickname to this day because it was so awesome watching qualifying the days of single car single car qualifying in its prime were definitely the early 2000s and ryan newman as soon as he got into the series with crew chief crew chief matt borland were unbelievable in qualifying they'd come out and get the pole over and over and over again and thus the nickname rocket man ryan newman was birthed and well deserved i'll just never forget the clip at bristol in 2003 when larry mcreynolds like shit his pants in the booth because he ran a like a 13.9 or something just a lap that had never even been seen before in nascar at bristol motor speedway it was every single week every single week you see that 12 car hit the track you were like oh fuck here's the rocket man about to climb the board so that's my number one because it really just there's not a nickname that could have been created that signified better what a driver did other than the Intimidator, I think. But the Intimidator, like you said, is so overused that it, and there are so, there are multiple nicknames for Dale Earnhardt, too, that for me, it loses the status of being compared to something like Rocket Man because it was so unique and truly defined a very underrated era of the sport, which was the prime of single car qualifying, which I definitely miss a lot. Yeah, I, I want to say, too, I mean, not only the fact that he was blazing fast, shout out to marketing, Altel um, uh, was also yeah, one of the sponsors yeah. 
of Ryan. That was the sponsor back in that day. He had to be quick. Also, too, the fact that he would like – how many wrecks has he been in where he went airborne? Uh, I think that that could definitely be a part of the Rocket Man. I hadn't even thought about that. hadn't even thought about that. But, yeah, he would definitely lift off quite a bit. Had a lot about that, which that was the bad luck side of things. The good, the good side was the qualifying. And motherfucker had 51 poles. And I think like 40 of those came in like a three or four year span, which is just absolutely unheard of. So that's a good point, though. I didn't even think about that. I don't yeah. know. I wonder if anyone else has thought about that. Like, I think they have. They because I remember hearing. They were talking about Newman after his really bad wreck in Daytona. And, like, somebody was like, well, that's why he's the rocket man. This man has got the fastest qualifying, (laughs) and he just flies through the air, and he comes back home, you know? The darkest way to look at it. People get so sensitive about that crash. I just have to say, like, Ryan Newman is alive and fine. And people get so sensitive when that wreck is, like, replayed or anything. Like, dude part of racing people get yeah. hurt people get killed in racing like and he didn't get over it. i still see people get so sensitive about when that crash is like replayed motherfucker didn't die and he didn't really get close to dying in his injuries but you know i feel I like know, he would flip off. them off if, if if somebody was like oh i'm so sorry about that like, wreck that happened he, 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 ryan newman and all these guys know the risk of being of strapping into a race car yeah especially at daytona and talladega and can never forget that it could always happen, even in today's NASCAR, with how safe they are. But nonetheless, there you go. There you have it. That is the list of favorite NASCAR nicknames by me and Chase. What mine was uh, honorable mention, front row, Joe Nemechek, Silver Fox, David Pearson, uh, the Intimid- or Rainbow Warrior, Jeff Gordon, the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt, Skull Bandit, Harry Gant, and Rocketman, Ryan Newman. That's right. And mine were honorable mention Swervin, Ernie Irvin, uh, so the Intimidator. I was so close to putting Swervin Irvin. It's so good. You got to. Swervin, Ernie Irvin, honorable mention, Intimidator, the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt, Terry, the Iceman, Labonte, Glenn, Fireball Roberts, also died in fire. Shout out to him. Um, then Tony Stewart, Smoke, and number one, Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Love uh, that. I, I almost had the Tony Stewart one too. Man, that smoke is a – that's a unique one for sure. Yeah. This was a tough list for me to make. I don't know about you, but I was like – Ten minutes. I feel like I've never sat – yeah, see, for me, I, <laughs> I made the list like on, on Sunday night, and then I went back to it Monday and was like, man, I just thought about this one that I really like. And made a couple edits, but you, you with the Rocket Man though, that has me on a new bucket list thing. Like I'm adding this to my one of my missions in life. I am going to find a way before Ryan Newman dies. We are going to connect him with Elon Musk and put him in in SpaceX so that he can go to space. The Rocket Man revive the nickname. Yeah, we don't hear it much anymore, but that that would certainly do it, right? Burning out his fuse up here alone. Yes, there you go. Love that. That's a fun segment. Hope you guys and girls enjoy that. But that will be a weekly deal. And, hey, and also I, I want to mention, if you guys have topics, interesting topics, the most important topics in the universe that you think would be good for us to talk about, hit us with a DM. Say something in the Discord. Tag us. 
and we'll consider it because uh, I'm always looking for some cool, interesting topics to do here that are, uh, I guess, different than what we, we what we would typically see. And most of them are going to be auto racing related, I think, but we won't be scared to venture outside the box. Yeah, and, and this is also going to be your chance to be a part of history because the garage guide is the only guide that you will ever need to use in any type of situation where you need to rank uh, people or things uh, in, in life that have to do with racing. So, Hey, maybe if you're a new fan, maybe if you're a new fan and you just heard that, didn't know that about Ryan Newman, you didn't know that about Fireball Roberts, now you can tell your kids, hey, you know, Fireball Roberts died from a fireball, basically. How cool is that? Yeah. Did you know Ryan Newman was the rocket man because of how good he was at qualifying? We have guided you. We have given you a guide of information. That's right. That's what we do at the end of the day. We, we are scribes. We are ju- we're just two uh, humble scribes, uh, and you will be able to purchase the Garage Guide in the year 2033 at your local uh, Books a Million or uh, Amazon Drone Delivery. So yeah, probably the drone delivery one. Mm-hmm. Is Books a Million still in business? They still sometimes Barnes and Noble. Yeah. That's that's one that is definitely still in business. Barnes and Noble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll have it there too. Well, there you have it. And that's a show. And uh, we appreciate it, guys. We will see you again. Uh, Dale will see you again. You better be watching and tuning into Dale Center. Comment. Tell your friends. Dale Center. It's the place to go to learn about all motorsports bets it's the most comprehensive motorsports betting show in the universe uh there are multiple universes so in the multiverse now uh because nasa found that photo so now dale center is the most comprehensive betting show in the multiverse uh so definitely check that out and then do not miss the nascar race preview show for pocono coming out this weekend dale and i will be on the road headed to iowa again remember to send us your tweets if you're going to Pocono this weekend in the Discord. You will be taking over to show the world what's happening in Pocono. And uh, as always, uh, fucking love you guys. Thank you all for supporting us. Thank you for, for listening and for everything that you guys do. And uh, and we will be back with more stuff. Plenty more to come. That's a really cool hand movement you got going on there. No one can, can see it, but it's happening. Yeah, I got fucked Double up. Double join it. Yes, I am double jointed. Oh my god, you should start it's doing pretty that weird. More it can be weird sometimes. Shotgun trick, just add that onto it. And just make well, it I'm just lock. trying to recreate the tricky triangle, which is uh, oh, yeah. uh, we'll see this weekend. So there you go. Love you, Garage fan.